Excuse me. Okay, eight ten. Huh? Let us get ready for puja. Huh? So Suyan will select two person to help light the candle and incense. Today is the nine huh? of May two o one nine exactly one year after our GE fourteen. Huh? So it's a first anniversary. <laughs> yeah, Remembrance Day. Yeah. <laughs> so one year ago, history was made by the Malaysian people. <laughs> they had a change of government first in 61 years yeah, after independence. The rest of us can stand. <laughs> the the pressure very power.
Can be seated. <coughs> Let us get ready for puja, puja chanting. Let us compose our mind, develop the sadha, virya, then mindfully we shall commence the puja chanting. Arahang sama sambedo bhagawa. Bhutang Bhagawantang Abhiwatemi Suakato Bhagawata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagawato Sāvaka-sāngo Sāng-hāng-namā-mi Okay, you all can be seated. Then turn to page one. Eh? Of the chanting book. Let us chant from the bandana onward. Namo atasu bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo atasu bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo atasu bhagavato. Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Sanghang Nang Gachami Dutiampi Buddhang Tiampi dhammang saranang gachami Tiampi sanghang saranang gachami Tiampi buddhang saranang gachami Tiampi dhammang saranang gachami Tatiampi sanghang saranang gachami Panati pata veramani sikapadang samadhyami Adinadana veramani sikapadang samadhyami Kamesu michachara Eramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami 
โอสาวาดาเวรมณีสิกขาพระดังสมาริยามิสุราเมรายามาจาภามาดัตานะเวรมณีสิกขาพระดังสมาริยามินาวิชานะปฏิปาปุจจาอภิรงอภัยกันนะสารปฏิเทนะดิเพนะตามาดังเสนะปิโลกาดิปังสัมบุตังปุจายามิตามโนตังกันดาสัมบระยุเทนะโดเพนะหังสุกังหินะปูจายเอปูจานียังตังปูจาบาจานามุตมังวันนากันดากุโนเปตังเอตังกสุมาสันตตินปูจายามิมนินดาสสิริปาดาสารโรเฮปุเจมีบดังกสุเมนาเมนาปุณเนาบเตนาเชโหตุโมคังปุปังเมลายติอิดังเมกายโยตตายติวินาสบาวังอาดิวาสิตุโนพันเตปานิยังปาริกาพิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายาปาทิกันหาตุมุตมังอาทิวาเสตุโนบันเตปาลีปาริกาพิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายาปาทิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเสตุโนบันเตโพจานังปาริกาพิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายาปาติกันหาตุมุตตมังนาวิอาจารย์เดปุจจาเอสเปรย์ชันเบสออนอวอันดัสแตนดิ้งออดิสิกนิฟิกันซ์ออฟออดิสปุจจาออฟริงส์สิกนิฟิกันซ์ออฟออฟริงออฟไลท์ May this offering of light to the Buddha brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein. Significance of offering of water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear Dhamma. That causes and doses of the fires of all defilements within our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine forth far and wide, like the fragrance of this incense, which we are offering to the Blessed One, which is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of offering of fruits. May this offering of fruits remind us of the dana parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness. <coughs> 
to attain the path in fruition as soon as possible. Significance of Offering Flowers May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi and panya leading to ultimate liberation, the bond free nibbana. Making of overall aspiration By the power of these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculty of sada, virya, sati, samadhi and panya be further strengthened until they become balas or powers. Sharing and transfer of merits to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay. Let us pay respect to Pujay. Bhutan Pujay. Daman Pujay. Sangham Pujay. Okay, you all can be seated. Relax yourself, eh? yeah. then maintain some form of silent inner awareness. Yeah. Then we can have our half an hour of meditation, silent meditation. We are off the light. Then you all can commence your silent meditation. I will set the alarm. Eh? Then when the time is up, I will ring the bell. Then you can slowly, mindfully, come out of the meditation. Then we continue from there. Okay. I think she take for granted because last week we just had you at your house. So. No, because last week was the first week shift over to Pamasuri house. So Tammy must have thought it will continue for a few weeks. Uh, that's why I didn't read the notice. Uh, but the difference is Sweet Aunt's notice and Pamasuri one are different. So I think she take for granted. <laughs> Never mind, she will be here. <laughs> oh, no wonder. Yeah, Tammy, Tammy went over to Padmasuri's house. No wonder he must have seen that no car, nothing, uh, uh, and everything very quiet. <laughs> yeah, traffic is good, uh, so she can be here quite fast. <laughs> now my meant to be here. We can get her to report. <laughs> uh, but last week we had a very good session. We are suddenly Jeff Oliver turned up. <laughs> uh, and he even attended the dinner uh, given by Pamasuri and Brazil. 
he enjoyed the dinner, uh, uh, very sumptuous dinner. Mm. Okay, you can have your silent meditation. Huh? Okay.
you can slowly, mindfully, come out of meditation, turn the basics. We will chant the invocation to the devas. In this universe, in their entirety, let the dainties or devas come here. Let them hear the good teaching of the King of Sages, which gives heaven and release Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samantha Chakawali Su Atrakachantu Devata Saddamang Munirajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang Dhamma Savanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhamma Savanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhamma Savanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Namo Tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Iti Peso Bhagavā Arahang Sama Sambuddho Vijja Charana Sampano Sugato Loka Vidu Anotaro Purisadamma Sarati Satta Deva Sanam Buddha Bhagavati Swakato Bhagavata Dhammo Sandhitiko Akaliko Ehipasiko Opanaiko Pajatang Veditapo Vinohiti Supatipano Bhagavato Savakasango Ujopatipano Bhagavato Savakasango Nyaya Patipano Bhagavato Savakasango Sadi Pano Bhagavato Sawakasango Yadidang Chatari Purisayukani Atta Puri 
Esa Pugala Esa Bagawato Sao Ahuneyo Pahuneyo Dakeneyo Anjali Karaneyo Lokasati Sadu 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 Okay, let us pay respect to Punjab. Bedang Pajami Damang Pajami Sanghang Pajami Okay. You can be seated. Just relax body and mind, then maintain some form of attentiveness. We will continue with the second session. Second session is about meditation. Meditation reporting, followed by whatever question you have. Oh, the mind is there. <laughs> Okay, anybody who wants to report meditation or ask any question, you can raise your hand, then we pass you the mic. Anybody? Nobody. <laughs> then maybe we will go through the short notes, uh, the last Thursday class short notes. Uh. I have sent it out, I think, two days ago. I sent it out last Tuesday, I think. So you turn to the last Thursday, which is 2nd of, 2nd of May. Eh? Short notes for Thursday class, eh? dated 2nd of May 2019. Bradio related how beautiful their recent spiritual trip to Guiyang, China was. The Kayanmitas who participated in the trip visited the way place of Sakyamuni Buddha and Maitreya Buddha. Sister Angie also mentioned that the trip has brought her more understanding about how the mind can affect the body. Then, point number two. Bratio affirmed this by saying that 
when one's faith is strong, that's why faith is very important. It's one of the most important spiritual faculty. We do not get tired despite the long hours of hiking and walking. Surprisingly, those who went could even sit and meditate for about 45 minutes after the hectic climb or schedule at the Golden Buddha Temple nearby. Besides, they were not sleepy while traveling on the bus for more than two hours. After that, they also managed to listen attentively during the night, Dhamma sharing with Pratio until about 10.30pm that night. Then some of them were also wide awake while sleeping that night because of the rather strong collective spiritual energy felt. According to Brother Teo, if one has the faith, stillness and silence within, one can constantly harness and draw nature's pristine spiritual energy of the places they have visited. Coupled with Sada or confident in the Buddha and his teaching, this will spur cultivator on to cultivate. Your faith will be very strong, especially on spiritual trip because of our collective energy, then our nature together with the nature of all these great beings and some of the Dharma protectors and great beings around there. So all this, you are sensitive, you can have the sadha, the virya, then your mind already stable, established in daily mindfulness. Most of the time you are away, silent within. Uh, your heart area will be very sensitive. Then it can detect and it can draw. Uh, that's how spiritually it will help you. Uh, all these are strong, refined spiritual energy, uh, especially wisdom energy. Uh, some of these are nature's vibration because that area, the whole of Fanjing Sun, the vibration is very different. That's why the first night when we were there, you remember? At Fanjing Sun. Uh, the hotel, the resort was very beautiful and the whole area was so still. The energy is so different. Then I think Manhika and Mita felt that it's like a heavenly rhyme <laughs> because the weather also was so conducive. Not only the temperature was like Gunting at night, uh, sorry, Cameron Highland at night, chill and nice, but it was also misty. Uh, and very, very beautiful nature, and really like a heavenly ride. And we had our, uh, our, I should say we had a lot of time, because we reached the hotel early, and we check in, I think at about five, or five something. Then we had a lot of time, to rest, to take a bath. And when we come down, a lot of us were actually moving around that area. Uh, it was so beautiful. 
at the back was a stream. Then that uh, Maitreya Way place, the temple was just beside. Uh, that's why the whole place there was so beautiful. Then the collective energy, everything. So that was the day, and the, even the next day we felt very good. Mm. And a lot of people who are ready, they can feel, they can draw. Mm. That's why a lot of things happen. The first few days was very beautiful because they, those were real spiritual trips. After that, it's more of sightseeing. Eh? Uh, but then we also had a lot of good uh, uh, happenings along the way. Yeah. Then we also did a lot of wholesomeness. Yeah. Then notes number three. With the arising of the five spiritual faculty and having the consistent heedfulness, the steadfast one was soon realized the bond-free supreme Nibbana, enlightenment Nibbana, uh, following Dhammapada verse 23. Uh. This cultivation springs forth from a free mind, which is ever mindful and rather sensitive. This cultivation springs forth from a free mind which is ever mindful and rather sensitive to see clearly all the subtle craving within our, within our mind states. Such a mind is so sensitive that it can see the habitual tendency that constantly arises and causes suffering to the heedless. We are their own self-delusion while living life. The mundane mind, which is mainly thought, cannot realize the truth. Hence, cultivator who use memory and dhamma knowledge to seek truth will fail to realize truth because truth is beyond thought and time. One should instead cultivate with a silent mind to arise the wisdom via the direct seeing to free one's mind from self-delusion or sakharadity. The silent mind, which is just awareness without any thought, is your true mind. So if you understand this, you will progress. Hmm. Then note number five. Bradley further emphasized the importance of cultivating the Buddha Dharma with understanding, uh, especially understanding what constitutes evil and wrong thought. If you continue to have wrong thought through heedless living, lack of mindfulness, it will condition your suffering. We are such wrong thoughts are thoughts that have the evil roots of greed, hatred and delusion, which will make you ill. As a consequence of this, it will condition your fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow, lamentation, envy, jealousy, remorse, phobia insecurity, selfishness, and other emotional negativity which are all negative mind states that can lead to severe suffering and affliction of mind. 
Thought is like a tool to help us live and experience life to the fullest. But instead we use it to harm ourselves and hit our others. We are arising the wrong and harmful evil thoughts instead of right and wholesome thought. It is like a simile of using a knife to hurt ourselves and others instead of using it appropriately to cut fruits, vegetables, and shape things. For we hold the key to our own life's destiny. To be happy or unhappy is entirely our choice. So choose wisely. Always choose to be happy and peaceful. But then why are most people still not happy, not peaceful? We should constantly reflect and contemplate the first noble truth, eight reality of life and existence. It is only through wisdom that we will not be deceived by the phenomenal world. By grasping deludedly to the five aggregates of form and mind, we will suffer. The simile of holding on to a glass of hot water, thinking it is my problem and I have to solve it, is a very good example. Because in doing that, we will hurt ourselves through delusion. If we use wisdom to approach the issue or so-called problem, then we will not hold on to it. Because it's tormenting and burning us. Then we are at peace and we will have clarity of mind to investigate on the best option to take. Hence, having the right view to understand nature's condition is crucial for us to develop this wisdom. Learn to see things as they are and resolve all things amicably via following Noble Eightfold Path. Reflecting on the five daily contemplation as taught by the Buddha will help us more Oh, sorry, will keep us more connected to reality and not be deluded by wrong thought. Avija or ignorance will cause us to project the wrong thought. Thus arising fear, worry, anxiety to harm ourselves and those around us. By doing so, the cells in our body can mutate and cause disease too. So having good mind state can lead to mental well-being and good physical health. Fear, worry, and anxiety cannot help you. Point number 10. Breath Theory reminded us to have right view leading to right thought. It is helpful to keep in mind the four right efforts. To abandon the unwholesome mind state. To prevent the arising of this unwholesome mind state then to arise the wholesome thought and finally is the right effort to refine upon and perfect all this wholesome thought by following the advice of the Buddha to do good and avoid all evil will gradually change our mind states from unwholesome to wholesome all this need mindfulness and your daily mindfulness has to be really Really stable. Then number 11. What constitutes evil? They are not just words. But we have to understand how craving can cause the evil roots of greed, hatred and delusion to be so powerful 
that we suffer as a consequence of it. Hmm. Cultivation will enable us to see our subtle craving and how the past conditioning has gone into our memory, making us react so habitually to life. If we cannot see what is happening within our mind, we will never understand the Dhamma or the world. That's why mindfulness is very important, to be sensitive to whatever that arises within your own form and mind. That's the reason why without mindfulness, there is no heedfulness. Without mindfulness leading to heedfulness, you cannot understand yourself, you cannot understand a lot of things. And when you cannot understand yourself, you cannot understand others. That's what the Dhamma is. So mindfulness leading to the sensitivity of mind is very important. The moment you are aware, sensitive, you know that your mind state has moved and that is stress or what we call suffering. As you progress, you become more and more stable, more and more sensitive and you understand very clearly. And when you understand very clearly, you become very different. Because without the sensitivity of mind in the state of clarity and aware, you cannot develop the clear understanding. Where this is not Dhamma knowledge. Dhamma knowledge is when you are using thought, you are using memory. This one is when you are aware there and then. When anger arises, your awareness is with it. Then you how you see how it ceases. We are understanding by not doing anything. Then you will be able to constantly trace the origination factor. Before anger arises, there was no anger. Then how did anger arise? Then as you develop this contemplative wisdom and understanding. You stabilize your first and second turning wisdom, leading to the initial wisdom, Yoniso Manasikara. So when they are with you, the moment you experience them in life again, this Yoniso Manasikara will arise because you have straightened your views. You have the initial understanding. Then you will not react like before. You will not stir like before then it has the power to develop the understanding of a clear Dhamma. Uh, like Sankara Anichang, Sankara Dukkang, Sabe Dhamma Anatta, or Rupang Anichang, Rupang Anatta. Then the five daily contemplation also will give you the initial wisdom. Then all the other things that you learn is only a thought. How come it has such power over me? The moment you aware and this initial wisdom come out, the phenomenal world will cease to have any power over you. And because you are sensitive, your mind cannot stir anymore. Even before it wants to move, you are aware. That's why suffering is like almost impossible after that. Yeah. Only such wisdom can free you not the Dhamma knowledge, not all your memory that you try to remember 
through all the teaching that you have learned. Hmm. Okay, we continue. Huh? Point number 12. Clinging on to the wrong thought will condition us to suffer again and again. The third way, as taught by the Buddha, is to approach it via the meditative way, following the pool of water analogy as used by the Buddha. When we allow the negative mind state to settle on its own without further stirring the mind, which is the simile of allowing the dirt in the glass of water to subside or settle down by itself, we begin to understand our own mind. By observing silently with awareness, we see how the mind state which is dependent originating arises and ceases. This silent observation leads to wisdom. This is what mindfulness is all about. When you are just silently aware, no need to think, no need to have any concept or Dhamma knowledge. Through that silence, it will awaken, it will understand that that silent observation of the reality, of the truth, seeing things as they are, there and then, without the thought, without the memory to condition you, without your views and opinion and all those conditioning, uh, then the mind, which is a free mind, will have the silent mind that will awaken. It will have the ability to insight into phenomena. Then it just understand. Uh, point number 13. To further strengthen this wisdom, retrospectively trace the origination factor. And this is to develop the ultimate wisdom. The deluded mind stir upon contact through the six sense bases, thus arising the defilement. So through mindful observation, reflection and contemplation, wisdom will arise. And we can then retrospectively reverse it via straightening our views. Yeah, when we can learn to see things as they are through inquiry, through reflection, then we ask ourselves, how come in the past the mind always stir? It's because of your wrong view, your sacredity, your self-delusion. The egoic mind is so strong. It has power to make you emotional, angry. It's like you are affected. There is a being inside there, getting angry, getting emotional, becoming fearful, having selfishness, having craving and all those things. And you will see those movements very clearly because you are mindful. Then you reflect and contemplate on what the Buddha had taught us. What must we do? The Buddha always said you must learn to see things as they are. Not through your memory, not through your mental conditioning, views, opinion, uh, and belief system and all those things. You have to see things as they are, the reality, without the words, without the concept. Then you realize everything is dependent originating, condition arising. There is nobody behind all this. These are all nature's law. Then when you start to see this, you start to understand the deep meaning of the Buddha's advice. Whatever that arises, 
there are causes and conditions behind. So thing is just the way it is, can't be otherwise. If you want things your way, you suffer. That's why we have to learn to accept the reality of the moment. People are just the way they are. Thing is just the way it is. So when you have that wisdom, you can come to terms with the reality, then you can accept that moment with peace, no matter what it is. It may be an issue, it may be a so-called problem, but to you, you understand. Condition like that, things will be like that. People is just the way they are. Deluded people will do deluded things. Foolish people will do foolish things. Emotional people, violent people, they do violent and emotional things. So when you can accept them as they are, you can accept the world for what it is, then you are always at peace. Then your mind does not stir. That's how you straighten your views. And this Yoniso Manasikara, which is the initial wisdom, you must reflect, contemplate until very, very clear. Until every time you face a sense experience in your daily life, the mind is always in the state of equanimity. Means through wisdom, it does not stir anymore. It doesn't even chatter anymore. It just allows it to pass. Everything just arise and pass away. That's why your mind is just like aware, aware, aware. Just aware. And there is enough. The further you let it go, it will create heedless thinking. Where when you are aware, there is no perception, no thought, nothing. But the moment you are aware, most of you very fast, you perceive. Then your views, opinion, your conditioning from your brain come in already. The capo, Monday mind start already. That's how it creates all this duality. It creates all those like and dislike, sensual desire and ill will, the ill roots. Uh, then sometimes you cannot understand, you will project your thought. It will arise the fear, the insecurity, the phobia, the unhappiness. So all this is how you function as a human being. And you will see them very clearly. And when you see them very clearly, your wisdom is the one that liberates you. And this initial wisdom is the one that can bring about the ability of the mind to accept the reality of the moment. And you will have more and more moments of peace. That's why you will have more space between thought, awareness and all those things. That's how you slowly build up your daily mindfulness. Before that, you can't. That's why the Avijaya Sutta is very clear. After the first four steps, then only you can develop Yoniso Manasikara. After Yoniso Manasikara, only the Sati Sambhajana can come. Before that, it cannot. After Sati Sambhajana, then only you can have sense restraint. After sense restraint, only you can have the three way of right conduct. All these steps you must follow. You cannot just go into the four foundation of mindfulness because you you are not able to do it. The four foundation of mindfulness need this initial wisdom, daily mindfulness. Without that you do, you are wasting your time. Most of it is thought, thought based. 
nothing to do with the real meditation. That's why the Buddha under the Avijja Sutta lists them out very clearly. Then when you develop the four foundations of mindfulness during that time, you will progress very fast. Then the seven factors of enlightenment keep on arising. Then you know you're on the right path. That's why after that you will realize enlightenment, Nibbana. Okay, I read on. Huh? Number 14. In short, it is due to self-delusion that condition as to cling on to the five aggregates of form and mind, thinking that this is me, this is I, and all this can be mine. Hence, straightening our views to see things as they are is the utmost important. With right view, we can accept things, people, and situations for what they are. Then there is peace within. We can then have the mental clarity to act accordingly with wisdom or understanding. This right view can bring about right thought. Sutamaya Panya will lead to Chintamaya Panya and eventually Bhavana Maya Panya, the three types of wisdom, born of listening, wise reflection and realization through the cultivation. Point number 16. The real meditation only begins when we can stabilize the understanding through constant contemplation and having the meditative awareness to cultivate the daily mindfulness while in the midst of life. It is not about sitting and having good mind states. Wisdom keeps on arising as one continues to insight into phenomena. And this can only happen with the silent mind in daily mindfulness. The five mental hindrances will cease when the five opposite spiritual faculties are established. Sister Angie asked Brother Jeff about how to free ourselves from karma due to past life. Brother Jeff said Brother had answered them in many ways that night and must have done so in the past too. Then Brother Jeff said for whatever karma that is happening now, we have to be aware by acknowledging it. There is no way we can change the past. So we are experiencing the effect of the past in the present. Yeah? By acknowledging it and accepting the present moment, we can observe whatever that is arising with a clear mind. When the dissolution happens, wisdom will arise. Yeah. So his explanation is quite good because he follows what I wrote on the whiteboard observe and all say. But then there is one part that he didn't understand. It's about how to break all this karmic thing or karmic repercussion. Uh, you have to resolve it amicably through wisdom, through understanding. Yeah. So that one I added in in the sharing. Then I also put it in the notes there. I read on maybe you will come to that part. Point number 18. If such a situation arises again, we will know what to do. So it is a daily life practice and not just doing sitting meditation. 
So it is about living and learning with mindfulness through our daily life experience. Then life itself is a meditation. He also came to understand this. Then we will appreciate it when annoying people and annoying circumstances appear in our life. We take care of our own karma and leave the rest to take care of theirs. We do not have to perpetuate our own karma by reaching, oh sorry, by reacting. We watch karma unfolding naturally without further reaction. Then number 19 is my explanation. Brother Teo further explained how people can root out all this karmic repercussion by breaking their karmic obstruction first. That's why you must ask for forgiveness and repentance. Then resolving all this. Sorry. This I move away very fast. (laughs) That's why my phone, I have to go back to it. Just now we were at number 14 or what? 19 already. This one, if I don't touch it for 3 seconds, it will disappear. Maybe you can set it longer. I don't know how to set. <laughs> I need Jin Hao or my daughter. <laughs> okay, I read again. Brad Teo further explained how people can root out all this coming repercussion by breaking their coming obstruction first. Then resolving all this coming issue amicably. Asking for forgiveness seeking repentance from the triple gem and others. Then vow not to repeat such karmic negativity via avoiding all evil, cultivating wholesomeness and purifying the mind. Then finally invoking the power of marriage to arise the causes and conditions for the turnaround to resolve all these karmic issues or situation or karmic negativity amicably are ways that can help us read it out. Yeah. So this part is the most important. So this one I added in because he still doesn't know this uh, aspect of the Dhamma. Then the other thing that I add was not in the short note, I think. You remember he always teach forgiveness meditation. Yeah. But when I say that that night, she, he, he laughed. <laughs> he, he realized it was so beautiful. I say, when you forgive, you free yourself. Uh, then when I explain, only he understands. Forgive means what? When you forgive somebody, means you are not angry with him anymore. True or not? You no longer hate him. So the evil roots of anger, hatred, has been rooted out. That's why you free yourself. Uh, for him, he, he used it as a Right thought on When he seek forgiveness from himself and others, when he start to forgive, then it's like they really matter. Then after that, may you be well and happy. Yeah. Then you request and ask for forgiveness yeah, from your own self, from your remorse and all that. Then forgiveness to others. Yeah. You forgive. But when you do this, it's only the first aspect of cultivation. It means you try to promote more right thought. Understand? 
change your perception from anger, hatred. You reverse it to positive thought through forgiveness. When you forgive somebody, you cannot get angry there. But he cannot see. When you forgive means you no longer hate, no longer like not happy with that person. Actually, it's through that process, you root out your own evil and you free yourself. Uh, so that part, I think that I healed. <coughs> then the other thing that people need to understand is, as long as within the field of thought, it's just the initial cultivation involving the four right effort, which is also quite good. But they didn't go deep into it. That's why later on when I explained the five ways to overcome unwholesome thought, he was full of joy. <laughs> then later on I explained how I teach uh, people with mental suffering, especially people with depression and all those things. He, he, he never heard of this before. Then when he heard it, he was so full of joy. That's why he laughed. <laughs> and he was so happy. <laughs> I, I keep on telling them, it's just a thought. What is a thought? Consciousness arises and passes away. How come it has such power to make you so miserable? Then I explain what is wrong thought. Uh, then he starts to understand. Uh, otherwise, all this is not uh, something that he heard before. Uh, but the strange thing is, I think he has affinity. Because we ask him, how come you decide to come to the class? Actually, my wife wants to know. <laughs> then in the car, I think, who took me a PJ? Uh, then I told my wife, you asked. Uh, he said, don't ask me to ask. <laughs> so when we had the condition, we asked. And you know what he told me? Uh, I was quite surprised. Uh. He said, I heard about you for a few years already. But I never have a chance to attend your classes. Uh, then towards the end of the session, I gave him a few books and the chanting book. He was so happy. Then I told him we have a website, brotherteal.com. The moment he heard brotherteal.com, he laughed even louder. Oh, I said, that's great. Brotherteal.com. <laughs> I said, you should go in. A lot of things inside there. I think he has affinity. Uh, and he, he was so like polite uh, because Pamasuri and Bharati arranged one chair for him to sit next to me. He said, no, no, no. Tonight I yogi. <laughs> uh, I listen. Uh, then at first he sit uh, further out. Then later I said, no, no, you come, you sit in front. Then when he sit in front, when we pay respect to Triple J, he realized he blocked me. So we moved to the side. <laughs> Then later on, take photo. Uh. Here, sweet and say, take photo. <laughs> so we take photo. So our courtesy, I say, the chair is here for you. Uh, come, 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 sit. He said, no, no, no. He said, you sit. I said, got two chairs. Then you know what he said? Uh, you sit on the higher one. I sit the low one. <laughs> I said, no high, no low. Sit. <laughs> uh, but he, he is a very nice guy. <laughs> He he has affinity, yeah, and 
we talk to him and he is very frank and he share a lot of his thing with the Kanyan Mita too. Yeah. That's why when there is condition, Dhamma will flow and a lot of things can actually happen. But he, he really loved that session. <laughs> I think he already knew. He must have heard or read about what my sharing was. Uh, otherwise he wouldn't come just like that. Uh, and like he said, he had heard about me for many years already. Uh, I don't know who tell him. Uh, must be people who attended his class. Uh. Oh, Suyana. Uh, PG said you tell him. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Then I also say I read about his name and I also heard about him teaching forgiveness. Yeah. Also many years uh, I say I also didn't get to know him until when Suyan texts me he is coming. So at least I should know how he looked like you know. So I Google that that day itself, before the minute. Then I saw, oh yeah, wow, with the what, long hair, tie, huh? then really Australian. Huh? <laughs> uh, so when I went to Bhagmasuri house, I recognized him immediately. But he didn't recognize me, because he haven't seen my face. <laughs> then when I approached him, I said, you must be Jeff. He said, yeah, who are you? I say, Brother Teo, he jumped long. Ah, you are Brother Teo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say, Brother Teo. That's how we talk after that. Uh, and during dinner time also, uh, we had a nice sharing. Uh, he know many languages. He also know Thai. Uh, uh, then he also know a bit about certain type of language, I think. Uh, he also went to Turkey, yeah. Oh, Turkey. Huh? Uh, yeah, people invite him, you know. Huh? Oh, he teaches Sufis, yeah, the Muslim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why when there is affinity, huh? things will happen. <laughs> so a lot of things you will start to understand when you understand the nature's law. Without condition, without affinity, nothing happened. So a lot of these things, when you have the Dhamma, you will understand how it can happen and how it can unfold. And if you have the Dhamma, only wholesome thing can arise, nothing else. But if you don't have the Dhamma, the egoic mind will come into play. <laughs> then you will have certain situation that may not be so pleasant. Yeah. So these are the things that we can learn. Yeah. But uh, so far I realize uh, all those people who say they heard about me, uh, so far uh, they are all very positive. Uh, you remember at the retreat, yeah, there is a new guy, Richard. Uh. Was it Richard? There are two. One is the sport fish one. Oh, that one is Richard. Then there's another one? Danny. Uh, Danny, yes, Danny. So Danny said he heard about me, you know. Oh, he said he heard about me. Oh, I said, what did you heard? He said, very good thing. I said, you heard from who? 
Oh, the Penang guy that came the other year. What is his name? Uh, Fong. Uh. Brother Fong. Uh. Uh. He used to come to Tuesday class also. Uh. Uh. So, Brother Fong was very impressive the other the retreat one year earlier. And it seems he met Danny. Oh, Danny also got affinity. Oh, he also went through a lot of condition. Then he got one teacher also very good. So that teacher helped him. Then when he heard about me, very funny. He decided to come for the retreat. And then at the retreat only he started to understand. That's why he and Richard are full of gratitude, the two of them. Uh, you go and listen the recording is very very beautiful. That's why people with affinity, yeah, with condition, they will appear, and they will have the condition to understand and receive. Uh, both of them don't have strong dharma foundation, uh, but they have faith. Uh, especially Danny, uh, I tell you, he will progress very fast after he go through the hard sutta with me at the retreat, they will progress very fast. Uh, especially Danny. Well, he has his path, actually, he didn't know. Uh, and his faith is very strong. Mm. He also asked a lot of questions, like Fong that year. <laughs> That's why Brother Fong told him, he said, you must go and see Brother Theo. He said, uh, his teaching is different. He said, uh, so, as all this understanding unfold, people who has their past, who has their past cultivation and condition and affinity, they will somehow appear and they will receive them and they will come to know them. Yeah. So when it comes to Dhamma, you have to develop the understanding to cultivate affinity. Affinity is very important. Affinity with triple gem. That's why you take refuge. You pay respect. You develop whatever wholesomeness. Mm. Then with all the great beings also, you must cultivate sincerity, faith, affinity. Develop the gratitude. The, the What they call the faith in them. Then express your gratitude. Thank them profusely with deep sincerity uh, and request for their guidance, blessing and protection. Protection is for your form and mind. <coughs> All these are very important understanding that you must develop to cultivate them. Mm. Then when you have great condition, uh, you must make use of it. Uh, like this now, you have the condition to meet all this kairamita. I tell you, you don't look down upon anyone. Anytime they will move very fast without you knowing it. Uh, then when they move, one day they become great beings. You don't know. Then later on, in future sasana, <coughs> Maybe these are the people who take the vow and very serious. By the time they cultivate until next sasana, they are already very different, so different. Then that time, maybe some of you, not so hard working, not so 
what they call uh, with the faith and all those things. When sasana no more, you get lost for very long. Then you come back. Uh, then you meet some of this, but you cannot recognize them. But you didn't know in the previous sasana, you have been kayamita with him. You didn't know. Uh, that's why you will meet them. Uh, that's why what you do has a impact on your affinity with cultivators. That's why I treat them with sincerity, kindness, understanding, mm. helpful, help them. Then sometimes you have the condition, be generous, understand? Uh, invite them for a cup of tea. That cup of tea not won't cost you much, but I tell you, the affinity can give rise to wonders. Uh, uh, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you are mindful, aware, sensitive. When you can see, you can develop all this. Last time when I was in the early years of cultivation, after I developed the mindfulness, I very mindful, I very sensitive. Then I can sense what my teacher want on then I will go and do all those things, and they will smile, they will appreciate. Oh, then they will know it. Then anything, they will call me. So these are the things that you will come to understand. Like our Kayamita. Why some people, I entrust them with certain duty? Because they have affinity. They show their sincerity. As I even organizing spiritual trip, Pamasuri volunteered many times come, brother Tionio. That's why I say, you go and do. Then Kayamitafan, Sui An, Stephanie, they all. They volunteer. And the retreat or whatever. A lot of people volunteer too. So you know, like Brother Song, he's in charge of the funds. Then Mifong, they all uh, retreat, normally they are in war. So, when you have the condition, you should reflect. When we start, people do it for us. After we have learned, it's about time for us to contribute in return. And you create affinity without you knowing it. So when you get yourself involved in all this, you develop a lot of parami, a lot of wholesomeness. That's why whatever goodness you do, wholesomeness that you come out with, that's why you will come to finally understand the whole of cultivation is just to develop this wisdom and understanding to allow you to transform yourself for the better. For the better means what? When you have straightened your view, develop the right understanding and the wisdom, your Virtue become more and more. Your character transform. You develop a lot of wholesomeness, a lot of virtue. That's why finally is virtue. If you cultivate and you think you have progressed, you look at your virtue. If you don't have improved virtue, you have not cultivated yet. If you are not sincere, you don't have the gratitude, the respect, the contentment, the joy, the happiness, the understanding. 
you have not progressed. Of course, the other way to see is how mindful are you, how silent are you throughout the day. When you are less heedless, means you have straightened your view. Your initial wisdom is already there. That's why you have more moment of mindfulness, awareness. Your silent mind will be more and more established, more stable. Then space between thought is like prolonged. You have more and more space between thought. Means in between one thought and the next thought, there is space. You hardly think. Most of the time you are just aware, sensitive, silent. That is progress. <laughs> then when you have a lot of virtue, you have progress. Because without wisdom, there is no virtue. There is no such thing as cultivate wisdom first, then cultivate love and compassion. No such thing. <laughs> when there is no wisdom, there is no real love, no real compassion. Do you understand? Huh? Do you understand? Because all this virtue come from wisdom. Without wisdom is Dhamma. Understand not? Words. <laughs> These are not real love, not compassion. That one that is inside, born of wisdom, that is the real one. And that one, naturally, very sincere. Naturally, full of metta, full of love. And it's really compassionate. Yeah, it, it's no more about you, self. You come for the living being. You come for all. It's no longer about the individual. That's how it initially is. No mark of a self-cultivating. Then later on you will know there's no mark of living beings too. Then the last one is no mark of life or existence or even Dhamma. For all these are marked when you cling on to them and hold on to them, give them meaning and thinking that they are very important. Even the Dhamma that points towards the truth is like the raft that takes you across. Very useful when you start your cultivation. You need it to develop the understanding. But after you have awakened, understood, you will come to understand this one is not the real one. You cannot hold. You cannot cling. Like the raft. You cannot carry it when you reach the other shore. If you reach the other shore and carry that raft, that Dhamma, means you have not realized that one is a false one. <laughs> but when you understand, that's why I say the understanding when it's there, no need to remember. There is nothing to do with memory. It's within your nature. Your nature connected to this form of mind through the meditative approach or the first and second turning, you awaken. And that one will always stay with your nature. Yeah. But only with that form of mind. Once that form of mind dissolves, that connected wisdom also dissolves. That's why it's not so straightforward like what most people think. Most people may think, hey, I have cultivated before the wisdom there. So it's with me. It's not like that. Every life you come, you must develop the ability to connect. Then when you connect, you may inherit from your spiritual nature. Then very fast, you understand. 
But if you don't have the understanding, you may not inherit much because your spiritual nature may not be that strong. <coughs> then you have to start like normal person. You have to go through all that. And like I always explain, huh? average lifespan of human being, 75, huh? let's say. Sometimes you're lucky like Mahathir, you live until 90 plus. Let's say, give you the benefit of the doubt. You are better than him, you reach 100. But ask yourself, every life you come, even this window, you have the sasana. When did you actually start the cultivation? Huh? Most of you, not that early. <laughs> even if you have started early, when is the time when you actually know the real Dhamma? Or know how to cultivate the real meditation? Even more rare. And most people, by the time they connect, I tell you, very old. Maybe in your 60s, 70 or 80. Then how much time do you have to cultivate? To develop the wisdom that is connected. You don't have much time. Do you know my last teacher, my last guide told me, he said, Mr. Teo, you are very, very lucky. I look at him. I say, why did you say that? He said, do you know, for people to reach this gateway, that nature, normal people, at least 80 years old, you will have the condition to receive it at the age of 35. You are very, very lucky, you see. Then I knew it was my vow, not me. I vow, my vow was, my second last teacher also told me I got a very powerful vow, very unique. Oh, people will, the condition will arise for me to receive. Uh, my vow is very strong, very powerful. And the Aditana Parmi, my nature has more or less completed it. That's why it's very powerful. Uh, then it will cause things to arise. And these people who have the condition to share with me this understanding or activate my nature, they will appear from nowhere. I don't know them. Uh, and he just appear like that. Uh, and the condition just keep on arriving. Actually, he, he is the last one that I don't want to see. Yeah, before I met him, I already had the Dhamma, actually. Uh, but then, the condition keep on arising. Then I knew, deep inside my nature, tell me, hey, this guy, you must see him on, no matter what he is. That's why I make the decision. You know, normally, uh, the sign come, uh, second time, I will go already. Or maximum, the third time, the sign come, I know it's meant to be, I will go. Yeah. Or even spiritual trip, I will know when the condition arise, my nature will know. And then I will agree. Then we organize, we go. His case, uh, I refuse to see him uh, until the sixth time. Keep on coming, you know, the condition, non-stop. Uh. Then at the sixth time, uh, I tell myself, uh, inside, deep inside, to me, 
I don't know who this guy is. I must see him. You know, what I heard from those who went and see him was all the energy on psychic. I said, this is not what I want. Yeah. The understanding I already had at that time. But then, later on, the condition unfolded until he came to Malaysia. Yeah. I refused to meet him. But they asked me to go to New Zealand to see him. Initially, I refused twice. Then later on, they said, good news. He came to Singapore. Then he said, this is your best chance. Again, I didn't go. Because the condition was not there. But the sign was there. Then after that, they called me again, no, the fourth time. He said, he extended his stay. No, he said, you're very lucky. He said, you can come. Again, I didn't go. No. Then after that, uh, the fifth time, uh, he called again. And uh, not he called, my friend from Singapore called again. He said, his wife decided to visit Genting, no, where he heard about Genting. No. So he's coming over to Malaysia. Ha, I said, God, like that. Okay, okay, I let you know. <laughs> oh. Then when he fixed the date, he called me again. No. That was the sixth time. That's why I say, I don't know who he is. I must go. So that day when he arrived, he threw another person who would take care of him, gave me a call. I was in my office, I remember. I answered the call, find something. After office, but I was still in the office. Then when he introduced himself and told me that I have told my Singapore friend that I'm coming. Then immediately I was full of joy. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, thank you so much for calling. I said, oh, you say you wait. He said, it's not me. He said, you speak to the actual person. <laughs> oh, then the first time I heard his voice, oh, his voice was so different. Immediately inside my nature knew this person is different, meant to be. Then I spoke to him very nicely. I said, thank you so much eh, for calling. I said, can I have your address and all those things, the condo address. And immediately I told him, I need about two to three hours to reach there. I need to go home, take a bath, then talk to my wife, bring my wife along. Then the journey could be an hour plus. Eh. He said, no problem. Take your time. And do you know that day, uh, what happened to Genting? You know? It was like the heavenly rhino, full of mist. Oh, chill, cooling. Then I drove all the way up. It was a beautiful night. The moment I reached, I pressed the bell. Then he came and opened the door. Straight away, he held my hand. He said, you must be Mr. Tio. So I held his hand. He was actually 24 years older than me. I held his hand. He held my hand. I understand him. He understand me. Oh, straight away. Then he just full of joy held my hand and walked in with me. He said, I don't know what they told you about me. He said, Forget about it. He asked me to forget about 
what these people in Singapore told me about him. No? I teach only four things. Is it? You know what are the four? The four support. The moment he mentioned that, uh, relax, aware, 24 hours, these three I already completed, done, before I met him. Then the fourth one, he said, trust, I haven't done before. Then when he told me that, I said, beautiful, because the first three I've already done. You know what he told me? He said, I held your hand, I know. You have done it, he said. Huh. <laughs> That's why no need to talk. <laughs> no need to do anything. <laughs> he can feel my nature, I can feel his nature. Then after that, we went out for dinner uh, up there in the restaurant up there uh, in Kenting. Then we came down after the dinner, I think about 10 o'clock or what. Then first thing he asked me, do you trust me? Do you know what my answer was? Yes, 100%. Okay, good. Sit down. Fully, with the faith and sincerity, I just sat down. I just relaxed. Because I know how to do all those things. He said, sit down. Relax. Then his hand, about two inches away from my heart. The moment he put his hand there, I detected that very fine, pure energy. Then he just activated one point. Straight away I knew what that point was. And all my yin yang energy melted inside there. And I straight away went into stillness. And I was lying down there for half an hour plus. Completely without thought. Then he also knew. Then when I came out, he asked me, how? Oh. I said, beautiful. Beautiful. Like no need to meditate. Straight away you go into that. Uh, that's why, how can you understand there is such a meditation? You can't. That's why the daily mindfulness has to be done. The first three, relax, aware, 24 hours, continuous. Otherwise you cannot understand. Otherwise you cannot detect. You have not done the real meditation. Hmm? Because I have the Dhamma already before that. I have the mindfulness. I know how to relax. And I can be in that state throughout the day. Hmm? But that gateway shortened my cultivation by at least 10 to 15 years. Because my nature know. After that, is. Like he, when I was with him in New Zealand, later on I visited him. He always talked to me. Uh, and he used the analogy. He said, now you understand what I tried to tell you last time. He said, these people doing the thought-based meditation, uh, they are like the primitive locomotive. Uh, very slow. Uh, you got to start the steam engine, then the wheel slowly turn. Uh, this one is a like bullet train, straight away you move. Uh, yeah, I said, I understand. <laughs> but how many people can do this? He laughed. He laughed. He said, yeah, you are the very rare one. Hmm. That's why without this mindfulness, stability and awareness, you cannot understand. 
you cannot move. Oh, still got 20 minutes. Huh? How come today still got so much time? Huh? Uh, oh, nobody asked question. <laughs> okay, now you got question. Huh? I need a drink. Huh? Uh, I feel better already. Huh? Just now I was about to have flu. Huh? So, we got, I think, we went for that dinner. That, that what fried fish, uh, Thai style, no? you know, Thai style, hot and what <laughs> spicy. Uh. That's why after that, when I come, I felt the throat <laughs> uh, very dry. Then I was like, even during the chanting you all saw, uh, I was sneezing. Uh. But luckily, we went into Dhamma, so now I'm okay, really. I need to drink. Uh. So you all think of your question. Okay. Today, they want you to share your experience, how you end up in Pamasuri house. <laughs> Sweet aunt broke the news. <laughs> you can share. <laughs> uh, they suspect you take for granted. Huh? Uh. <laughs> Normally, it's for a few weeks, uh, uh. cannot be one week change back. Uh. <laughs> so, they all laugh. Uh. I say it's okay because expected. Uh. Because when Suyan told me one week, uh, I felt uh, a lot of people is going to be confused. <laughs> well, we we haven't done it just for one week. Normally one week, we, we were just uh, uh, either whole at the same place or somewhere nearby. Uh. Oh, next month, uh, Suyan say, uh, Hari Raya, 6th of June. You all want the class or not? Are you around? Uh, see first. Uh, if you are not around, we can cancel it. No problem. Uh, uh, so tell me, your show now. <laughs> oh, you don't share. It's okay. Uh, ah, yeah, PJ. Good evening, Brad. You can hear. Uh, and uh, Mrs. Steele and all Kanamitas. Uh, just a little bit of sharing. Today, uh, I went for a walk in the park in Kera, and there was this part where you have to cross a metal bridge. Mm, yes. Yeah. In the middle of the met, uh, the bridge, you have this uh, heavy duty. Uh, what do you call that? Cable. BLC. BRC. Ah, BRC. Yeah. So you have to walk through. Yeah. So as usual, it got oh. <laughs> so the f- a few times I just refused to walk through. I was w- always walk at the side, and I go oh. <laughs> but uh, being the second time this time, I ask myself, why do you have this perception? Fear, uh, uh, this fear, fear actually. Uh, uh. So I said, it comes from your perception. Yeah, yeah. Your habitual tendency is arising, yeah. telling you that oh, yeah. it's. 
Very scary. Through your memory, you recall yeah. this habitual reaction huh? because you perceive it that way. So that fear actually is a type of trap, phobia. Huh? That's why when you see the memory retrieve, then straight away it conditions you. But if you have reflected and contemplated, then it is different. You can straighten your view. Like now, she did it. She walked across. And then she will learn. Then she will reflect and contemplate. What is the difference? How come in the past, it has the power to cause my memory to retrieve and immediately that memory trigger off the conditioning, the habitual tendency, the wrong view. Yeah. Ah, you continue. Yeah. So at that time, I, I forced myself to stop in front of it. Yeah. I said, you just look. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. You won't fall. <laughs> Why do you have this fear? Yeah. <laughs> and I forced myself to walk on it, yeah. stand and uh, look yeah, down. Uh, observe so it. I uh, let them see. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Just their perception. Not then only I think the, my my yeah. my test will be the glass. Correct. This this <laughs> one this one is still the contemplative aspect. The real one is when you walk, you aware. You see what happened. If the fear come, you stay with it. Don't go and use your knowledge, Dharma knowledge, and and uh, justify or try to uh, say something. Yeah, don't stay there. Let's see what happens. Yeah, when you are aware and sensitive, that's why when you are attentive, you are aware, you're sensitive. Then this movement cannot move. The movement can only move when there is delusion, when you still stir your mind means that straightening of view, the unisopmanasakara, the understanding is not stable yet, not deep. When you stay with the fear, you see how the fear arises, then when you are aware, it ceases. So fear is never you. So who fear? What fear? That one will root out everything. When there is no one to fear, when you understand fear is dependent originating, condition arising, like what he reflected and contemplated, is the way he perceived it. Because this is past habitual tendency. It already went in, accumulated in the memory. So when there is condition, like he said, walking across the metal bridge, the suspension bridge, with the grating BRC in the middle. Then he recalls that fear, that phobia. Then he wants to find out. Uh, that is inquiry. That is good. Then when you walk, you don't allow the thought to move, to continue to like reason. That The reasoning will not give you the real Dhamma. That is all Dhamma. That is all uh, words, concept. The real one is when you are able to understand it through a awareness of the situation. Why in the past I continue to have this thing haunting me? So the inquiry is, when it still arises, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to say I still have fear. I'm going to understand it. What is this fear? If you don't go into it, you can never root it out. Every time you justify, 
Ayah, fear is not me. La. Fear is unreal. You can say all those things that I say. It's not going to help you. Understand, huh? But when you really stay with it and see how it dissolves, then only you realize in true life, in the meditative state, that fear was never you because it was not there initially. Then later on when it arrives, you just stay with it, with the awareness, it ceases. Then the question is, who fear? What fear? Nothing. It's just the thought, the movement through wrong view. The thought, fear. And what is thought? Condition arising, dependent originating. After you come out, you reflect, you root it out straight away. Then in future, all this mind state cannot affect you, not only fear. Even worry, anxiety, envy, jealousy cannot because your mind has developed this understanding. That's why you have to stay with anger. You have to stay with fear. Whatever that arises, stay. Yeah. Then when you get sicker, the pain, the unhappy mind state, negative mind, stay with it and see what happens. These are all dependent originating. Condition arising mind state, born or wrong view, where you attach and cling to your body without knowing it. Always tell yourself like what the Buddha said, this body of mind is of the nature to get sick, get old and die. That is nature's condition. Every form of mind go through it. So why can't I accept it? Accept means what? No more unhappy feeling. No more like complaining, pain. Oh. Ah, how come like that are you? I need to see the doctor. I, yes, you need to see the doctor, but you don't have to suffer. <laughs> you can endure, no problem. We are conditioned like that, things will be like that. So endure. That's why every time when I don't feel well or what, uh, there is a time for me to understand the first noble truth of suffering, uh, dukkha, through the second turning. The Buddha always says, second turning, this noble truth of Dukkha is to be understood. If you don't fall sick, how can you understand Dukkha? It's only when you fall sick, you felt that, that sickness condition, condition your sickness or make you miserable or, or, or unhappy. That is the time to reflect and connect. That is the time to be aware. Then when you silent and just aware of that, that so-called sensation, uh, not the word, no. You understand? Your awareness is with it, no. Then you realize, uh, with the full awareness, without word, uh, there is actually no suffering, no craving, no attachment, nothing. The mind is completely still, and you can endure. No need to take painkiller and all those things, no need. Uh, but then after that, you know, this thing won't go away, understand? Not? It's not cure. You need cure. Understand? So you need to endure, you endure. Before the doctor see you, diagnose you, before he give you medication, you need to endure, you endure. Understand? Just like last time I have my back ache. Before Vincent come, I have to endure. Understand? Then when Vincent come, endure more. <laughs> <laughs> he will whack you and do it. Yeah. 
I would rather take it through what he do to me than kena in the accident, landed in the hospital, more pain, understand? So these are understanding. That's why you need to endure, you endure. And enduring is not difficult. When you understand, you've got no more problem with life. Even disease, sickness and all those things. Uh, like just now, uh, I, I almost had a flu, so what? I endure. Uh, and I need to sneeze, I sneeze. But then I have this ability, uh, the moment I speak, the Dhamma, that, that nature's energy inside here will heal me, <laughs> will heal me. Uh. So it's very different. Uh. It, it's just like that awareness nature shine for and deliver out. It, it causes a lot of positive things inside. That's why it can heal. But then I can't depend on this. I need condition. I cannot just speak Dhamma or thin air. Cannot. I need condition. That's why you are no question, I go to the short notes. Then now PG as condition. Ah, you continue PG. What you do? Uh, to me, it's like uh, our my life has been so controlled by uh, mainly perception, whether by sight or by uh, hearing, and mainly the thoughts. The the thoughts really make me go crazy. It it is like what uh, Tammy says uh, 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 last Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just layer keep coming, behind, it layer just behind. Keep coming up. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not about work. Yeah. There's no urgency, yeah. nothing. But it just keep popping yeah, up. Yeah. Initially, you will yeah. see this. You will go through this phase. That's why I told them, don't worry. You will go through this phase. Uh, then you realize this is not the sati yet. Understand? No? The real sati is when there is no thought, no verbalization, nothing. You just silent, be with it. Uh, then you see the big difference. That's why she wrote to me very good. Uh. Can I share? Can uh, uh, I share this one first? Uh, PJ, after that, uh, after that only you you continue. She wrote to me, you know, very good. Uh. After the Tuesday class, he said, Brother Tio, now I understand what you say. He experienced it in the office, which was very good. Was he in the office? All morning, uh, at home, uh, uh. Uh, I must go to Tammy. Okay, uh, you listen. Uh. Yesterday, huh? dear brother, dear, good day. Thank you again for your pointer yesterday. I notice it's referring to two things. First, so-called awareness. Uh, see. <laughs> but actually with greedy intention behind. So that is why there are other thoughts behind. Second is awareness, the actual one, which will result in what you said. Hollow feeling means no emotion on, eh? pure feeling. She used the word hollow, it should be pure feeling at the chest area. No further unease behind. Somehow, 
it was shown to me again this morning. He said, thanks again. Then I replied, sadu, sadu, sadu. Very good. I said, keep it up. Always remember, only wisdom free. Wisdom and understanding can free and liberate one's mind. So if you don't go through it with a silent awareness, you can never understand. That's why I stay with that emotion. Stay with that movement. Just aware. Don't try to know. Don't do anything. Then find out for yourself. Investigate. But when I say investigate, don't go and think. That is not investigation. (laughs) That is thinking. (laughs) Investigate means go through it. Then come out, reflect, contemplate. Then you understand. But when you are in the meditation, don't go and think. Otherwise you create more thought. That's why the real sati is not what people think. It's not another thought seeing the earlier thought. No. They always tell you, I still have anger. I saw my anger. There is another thought saying that he has anger earlier on. It's not when the anger arises, the awareness is with it. When you really see with the awareness, it's at that moment when it arises, you silence everything and stay with that emotion. Then see what happened. It was cease to be. Well, this is dependent originating thing. It's a thought movement. It's an energy. And this energy will dissipate. That's why Krishnamurti always say the very flowering of that thought or the emotion is the very ending of that thought and emotion. May it be fear, anger, hatred, envy or jealousy. Whatever mind state, it is energy because dependent originating. You need to wrong view the mind spur, mental energy. Then emotion arise. That's why Contact, condition, feeling. Feeling through wrong view, self-delusion, condition, craving. Craving is your like and dislike, pleasant, unpleasant. That is where your emotion is. Pleasant feeling, aware. Unpleasant feeling, aware. This is what Vedana, Upasana is all about. But are you aware? When the feeling arise, you got caught with the proliferation of thought, don't know where you go also. <laughs> you lost in the emotion. You get angry, emotion. then you start to chatter. Then getting more and more work up and more and more angry and unhappy. Then finally you talk to yourself. Uh, a lot of people are uh, uh, like Tanya Rambutano talking to yourself. What the hell is it? Why did I do that? How come go all this thing disturbing me? Uh, talk to yourself. Huh? But when you have awareness, you hardly have any thought. Everything is understood very fast. Huh? That's why you need to have the wisdom and the understanding. Uh, okay, continue. Huh? Busy. Yeah. So just now you mentioned you attach to the perception. Huh? to all those things, which is very good. Then you slowly trace inside eh, and try to understand. Then next time, just be aware. Feel it. Then you will develop the wisdom to root it out. That is the fourth way. Trace the origination factor. 
then reverse it to understanding. So the third way is just aware, stay with it, then see how it sees. Then you come out, you reflect, then you realize whatever that arises, like the Buddha say, really dependent originating condition right but later on after you reflect this one stabilized already your yoniso manasikara this is your initial wisdom they will arise the next time uh, he crossed that bridge uh, that thing will arise then what he has reflected and contemplated uh, is very useful uh, then he start to see what he really reflected and contemplated like fear was not me it is dependent on you. You will see at the moment of perception before the the, the thought continues to proliferate eh, how that wrong view wants to stir that mind and trigger off that fear. You will see it in the mindfulness. Then the moment you see it, it confirms what you have understood. This one is the dwelling. Paticca Samupada. Contact condition, feeling, feeling condition, craving. You saw it inside there. Then when you silent and don't do anything, it ceases to be. Then when this wisdom arises, what will happen? The next time, uh, you remember the four right effort? First right effort is abandon the wrong thought. That has a reason. So you silent your mind, you abandon. The second right effort is prevent it from arising. You can only do it after all this. After your reflection, contemplation, then you see it in the daily mindfulness. When you see it, you understand. Then the understanding free. Then you can prevent it from arising. The moment the perception of it wants to retrieve through memory before it can condition you, the thought ceases. Understand? That is what the second right effort, prevent it from arising to wisdom, to understanding. The unisomanasikara will come up. Then because you have gone through the silent mind, the daily mindfulness, it will cease. That's why it cannot arise. That's why the real daily mindfulness is so different. You must see it then then. Then later on you are so stable in your daily mindfulness. Every phenomenon you can see the arising, sustaining, and passing away there and there. The moment of its arising, sustaining, and passing away. The awareness without thought, see. That's why you keep on seeing dependent originating, condition arising, cause of phenomena. Not until you can see them within the moment, you can never awaken to the three characteristics. That's why when my teacher moved the hand, straight away I saw all this movement. Dependent originating, condition arising, creation. Before it started, there was none. Then when the hand came, because in the awareness I saw, that's why straight away my nature awakened. Then linked to everything, all phenomena are like that. Then later on, I remember, in the daily life, I keep on seeing all these three characteristics. No? That's how I can understand. Truth is everywhere. The characteristics of nature is everywhere. Why can't you see? But they also see. They always see. 
That's how the daily mindfulness can transform you completely. It's not the thought, it's not Dhamma, knowledge. It's the awareness. That's why only the silent mind, the true mind, can awaken. That's why Huining always teach the three hallmarks. First, go to the true mind straight away, no thought. You cannot reach the stage of no thought. You cannot develop the real meditation. That's why the four support, the first three support, you must stabilize it. Otherwise, you cannot have no thought. And the first hallmark, no thought, is the easiest. You cannot do that. You cannot connect to your nature. You cannot connect to your true mind. You cannot do the real meditation. That's why daily mindfulness is so important. Avijja Sutta also confirmed. Satipatthana also confirmed. Dhammapada verse 21, 22, 23 also confirm heedfulness. Then why are you waiting? It's not by sitting. You can do all your sitting. It will only help you to train your mind. But it's not the meditation. The real one is after anapanasati or whatever training, you have to go into mindfulness of the four posture. Followed by mindfulness of all the movement and action in the present moment. Sati Sampajana. You don't do this. You cannot be heedful in the midst of life. And you can never realize the Dhamma, the truth. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think I heard the alarm just now. Eh? So PG, anything else to add? No. Eh? Okay. Then we will share merit, transfer merit. Then we will invoke blessing for the nation. Eh? Looks like now things are moving. Eh? <laughs> uh, a lot of things is happening. Eh? So uh, hopefully eh, it will be a better Malaysia. Eh? The new Malaysia. Mm. So we are just one year old. Eh? <laughs> and from one year old we will grow. Hopefully before GE5, uh, sorry, GE15, we will be four years old plus. <laughs> then by then, a lot of things would have happened. Eh? Mature a lot. Mm. Okay. Akasata Pumata Deva Naga Mahindika Punyantang Anwaditwa Jirang Rakam Tulokasasana Ita Wata Chamehi Sampadan Punya Sampadan Sabbe Deva Anumodantu Sampasampati Siddhiya Jitang Menya Tinang Hotu Sukita hontunya teyo, idang menya tinang hotu, sukita hontunya teyo, idang menya tinang hotu, sukita hontunya teyo, devo satu kalina, sasa sampati hetu cha, fito bawa tuloko cha. Raja bawa tu damiko, dimina punya kamena, mami balas semagamu, satang semagamu hotu, yawa nivana patia, sadu, sadu, sadu. Okay, pay respect to Lord Buddha. Then we 
年。